0: Hi. What is going on in the world is both empowering, uplifting, sad, horrific. It's a lot. And I think now I'm so grateful to hear and watch the change. From old to new. And hopefully see. A new world. new country. Where. Everyone is treated. How we're meant to be treated. To love each other. And to care about each other. To not be looked at differently. For the color of your skin. I just want to say that. For everyone and anyone listening that is black or is a person of color, I'm here for you. I want you to know that doing this has been wonderful and getting to talk to people from all over the place, of all different races, um, during a pandemic and then during this movement. I just want you listening to know that you're not alone, I hear you, and if you're grieving the death of someone that you don't personally know but your life has been affected by, that is absolutely normal and that is absolutely okay. Today I talked to my friend, Kasha, who lost her dad the same day, mine did june 1st of 2019 we recorded this a few weeks before june 1st 2020 was before the george floyd death and the videos and the movement and everything that's been going on so that's why we don't talk about it i really hope you enjoy this episode i hope you find encouragement out of it love you hi it's your dad. just call me to say hi check in, out see how you're doing i
1: hope all is well everything's pretty much the same here. I'm
2: doing okay. I love you.
0: You know, what is really exciting though, not exciting because it's really sad, but the fact that both of our dads died the same day on the same year is so crazy. If you can just give us a quick rundown, like, what's your name? What do you do? How old are you? Who are you?
2: Yeah, Uh, so my name is Kasha Demland. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, but I've been in LA for about four years. I've probably switched what I do every year since I've been here. I can't seem to commit to anything, (laughs) but I'm currently a freelance writer, prop stylist, and then I help project manage weddings and events. Cool. Um, so I'm kind of like all over the place, but it yeah. also means that I'm unemployed right now because all of my sure. work requires human contact.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was last June,
2: mm-hmm.
0: June first. Yes, so crazy.
2: Um, so my dad died on June first, as we've said. Um, it was from a heart attack or something cardiac related. Yeah. Uh, it was very unexpected. Um, and I, I, remember my mom calling me and I had to call her like seven times because I was like, this is some weird, sick joke or like something, like something's not right. This isn't adding up. Cause I had spent like the weeks before, like my dad was like changing up his diet. He was exercising daily. He was like really healthy. And so I was like, what?
3: Yeah.
2: Like I had to call her. I like called my twin. I have an identical twin. And, like, they each had to tell me, like, four or five times because I was, like,
0: no. couldn't take it. Yeah, couldn't comprehend I it.
2: I just, I couldn't accept it. Um, mm-hmm. I kept saying, like, oh, like, maybe he's, like, on his way to the hospital and he's, like, in an ambulance. And they, like, were able to, like, revive him and, like, everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to hop on a flight and, like, be in a hospital and it's, like, going to be fine. Yeah. And it wasn't, like. Um, and it's like crazy to think about just like how your minds can like know something at the same time but like not know if that makes sense yeah it's like I heard it but I just was like I don't know I like felt like I was like in a fog where I was like people are saying things to me but it's just it's like getting stopped like right in front of my face like it's not thinking
0: like a white sheet just right behind your eyes that's how I felt at least like if you were to go back to that day like where were you do you remember the words that were said what were you doing like if you just brought yourself back to like that moment
2: um the apartment I live in we've basically like completely renovated we like tore out all these walls we built new walls we did a bunch of painting and so we were in the process of like finishing the kitchen and so I was on my way back from Home Depot. I had like a bunch of lumber in my arms. And I remember like looking down at my phone and I saw that my mom was calling. And I was like, oh, I'm like not going to answer. But then like something in me was like answer the phone, answer the phone, answer yeah. the phone. And so I like picked it up and was like about to be like, "Hey, can I like call you back in like half an hour? I just want to like resettle." And she just like like I like can't even describe the like sounds that were like coming out of my mom's mouth. Like they were on just like pure like agony and like heartache. And um my mom is kind of a mumbler, like we all are. It's like Mm -hmm. something that me and my sisters all have. And so I was just like telling her like, hey, like breathe. Like I don't know what's happening. Like I don't know what you're saying. Like can you just like breathe? And then she just like kind of like screamed into the phone like your dad is dead. And then I just, like, stopped. I was like, wait, what? And then I, like, went to ask her again. And she's like, I have to call you back. And I'm like, oh, no. you, can't call me. you can't call me back. Yeah. But it was because, like, the, the um, ambulance had arrived. And so she was, like, trying to situate that. So I, like, called my twin because my twin still lived at home at the time. And I was like, hey, like, where are you? She's like, oh, I'm, like, 10 minutes from home. I'm like, okay, can you just, like, give me a call back when you go home? And she could, like, feel it. She's, like, she's, like, what's wrong? Like, you need to tell me what's wrong. I'm, like, I'm not going to tell you. You just, like, need to get home. And so I, like, hung up. And then I called my older sister. And I'm, like, just because I, like, I need somebody to, like, say it to me again. Right. And my older sister's, like, I can't, like, freaking talk to you right now. I'm going to, like, crash my car. Like, mom just told me that dad is dead. And then so I heard it the second time. And then she hung up on me because, obviously, she's, like, Dope, they like don't have the like thing. So I called my mom one more time and I was like, Mom, I know you like are dealing with like the paramedics and like whoever's at the house, but like I don't understand what's happening. Like, is he actually dead? And my mom just like took this like pause and like her sobs and was like, Yes, she's like, His body is just like cold and it's like starting to turn blue. And she said that, like, the paramedics had, like, placed a sheet over him. And it would be, like, a few hours before, like, the coroner's came. And I, like, I just, you, like, see in, like, movies and television shows all the time where people just go, like, weightless and, like, drop. Yeah. And that's, like, literally what I did. I was, like, out in the alleyway by my car and just, like, felt like everything in me had just, like, left. And my Mm. boyfriend is, like, what's happening? Like, what's wrong? And I, like, can't even say it to him. Because yeah. I'm, like, I don't want this thing that I just heard to be real. And right. by saying it to you, it's, like, real.
0: It becomes real, yeah.
2: And it it's, like, just, like, 20 minutes with him outside. And then I, like, had to say it because I was just, like, sobbing on the, like, ground. And he's, like, okay, like, I can't do this. And he's, like, a sympathetic crier. So, like, we're both crying. <laughs> and it's, like, this whole thing. Um, but it was, like. It's crazy because, like, I don't, like that's the only day that I, like, remember as is. Like, the days to follow, I feel, like, mesh into, like, one giant day. Um, but I remember, like, fighting with him. Like, let's just, like, drive to Georgia. Like, I can't be in a plane because I, like, hate flying. I have, like, so much anxiety around flying. Being like, let's just drive. Like, I've done this trip, like, five times. It's going to be fun. And he's like, you are not thinking clearly. And he's like, your mom needs you. So it took like an hour for him to convince me to buy a flight. And then he bought one with me because I was like, okay, if I'm getting on a plane, like I need you to come or I need like somebody to like sit next to me and like hold my hand because I won't get on the plane by myself. I just won't. And I think a part of me wanted to drive because I wanted to prolong the inevitable. I felt like the sooner I got to Georgia, like the sooner it was like, okay, you can't actually like trick yourself that this isn't happening anymore. Right. Um, so we got like a red eye out probably like 10 hours later. Like that was just like the first flight was like 10 hours. And I was like, great. Like what, what do you, what does a person do with themselves yeah. at that point? Yeah. Um, so I, I called my cousin who I had lived with for two years when I first moved here. And I just like sat on her couch and like cried with her because she had a very close relationship with my dad as well. And I just was like, I don't even know. Like, when we just sat there and cried and like told stories and i remember her wife um and they've been together forever so she's always been family but she like said to me she's like "Kasha, like you are like the new head of the family," which is crazy because i'm not the oldest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was like, "You are the strongest right now." She's like, "You've always been this like force." And like i felt that because like when i went home I like put away my grief and I don't know how I did it. Like I really don't. Yeah. But I was like, okay, like I landed and I was like, okay, like what do we need to do? And I helped with the funeral. I helped with the estate because my dad was kind of like the, he just like kind of like did like all the bills and stuff until like my mom didn't know how to do any of it. And it was all under his name. So I spent like two weeks like on the phone with people and like trying to figure out pensions and, I think, in a way, I was just, like, convincing myself that, like, I needed to stay busy. I needed to be helpful.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Because I don't think I slowed down until, like, a month later when I, like, came back to L.A.
0: So you're out there for a month? Yeah. What was the process of, like, the funeral? And, like, did he have a will?
2: My parents had a will that they hadn't updated since 1997. Perfect. (laughs) Um... And so, because my dad was young, he was only 57, it's not like we had, a, had a, like, a serious conversation about, like, cremation versus burial. Yeah. So then, like, that was, like, a conversation that we were, like, forced to have. And I was, like, I have no idea. He, like, joked about being cremated, but I'm, like, was that, like, sincere? Was, like, that just, like, his weird twisted sense of humor, you know? You're right. Um... So it was like this thing where we like essentially like pause everything because we were like, well, we need to figure that out first. And the funeral home told us we had like five days that the body could just like sit before they needed to act. Mm. And so um, me and my sisters essentially like told my mom, like we are okay with whatever you are okay with. Like we want you to make the decision because my parents were together for 38 years. I'm like, you need to do what's best for you and like, we will support you. Um, And we ultimately decided on cremation because since we all live in four different States, we're like, it's a way that we can all have a little bit of him with us wherever we are. We had the wake that following Friday and that was really hard for me because that would be the first time I would see my dad and like also the last. And I like, remember like getting there early and they were like, okay, like, family can come in. And I just, like, couldn't. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do this. But I was like, but I have to do this. And I, like, need to do it sooner than later because I don't want to do it for the first time in front of, like, a bunch of people. So I just, like, did this thing where I was, like, walking in and then, like, walking out, but, like, not (laughs) looking at the front of the room. I was like, okay, you can, you're, like, you can do this. And then I remember, like, going up there and I, like, touched his hand and it was, like, this, like... Thing where i was like oh this is like not the warmth that i know of my father
3: yeah
2: and i think like that's like when it like hit me for the first time like this is like happening this is like this dark reality that you seem to find yourself in um and i wish i could like remember the stories people told me that night <laughs> because like but i just i can't for the no. life of me like remember anything but i met like My dad was, like, he, like, volunteered with, like, the local fire department. And he was a part of, like, the ham radio crew that, like, handled weather. So, like, all of these people were, like, talking about how beautiful he was. Mm. And I remember in the moment being, like, this is, like, nice. Because I, like, didn't know that part of him. Because that started after I left.
0: Kind of something crazy. Yeah. My dad was 57, too. No way. Isn't that, he turned 57 May 9th, and then he died June 1st. What was it like with your sisters? Do you feel like they were people that you were able to lean on at that time? Or were they leaning more on you? What was that like?
2: So my twin and I were pretty, I think when you just have a twin, you just have a bond. And so she was leaning on me pretty heavily. But she'd never been one to talk about her feelings. It's just like not in her. She didn't actually break down in front of me until a month later when we were driving back to California because I just, like, moved all my stuff out of my parents' house that I had left there. So it took her a month to, like, really open up, but she kind of just, like, kept to herself. She wasn't really talking. She was very quiet. My older sister and I uh, didn't really have a close relationship beforehand, and I think she kind of was mad at me. Uh... Because I had just like stepped in and like was like, okay, like I'm gonna like call like his work to like figure out the pension and like the life insurance and like do all the necessary stuff that is required after someone passes. Yeah. And I just kind of did it because like that's just like who I am. Mm-hmm. And she was really mad at me. She's like, that's not your job. It's my job. I'm the oldest. Yeah. And I was, but I, I could see she like didn't even come into my parents' house for like four or five days. She was staying at like my godmother's house. So I was like, I didn't know how to ask you for your help Mm. when I could like see that you were so broken. Like I didn't, like, how do you ask somebody like, Hey, can you like pick up the phone and call this person when they like can barely be a human? And so I think like all of our mourning was like drastically different. I don't know. I think I was probably the closest with my mom and my mom was like very vocal about everything, but yeah, it was all different. Yeah. And my Sweet. older sister was mad for a while.
0: How is it now?
2: Uh, we are probably the closest we've ever been now, oh. which is like a weird thing. Yeah. Um, I think people just like experience things differently. And I think it was like, I had anger, but I was like, I, like, had finished my dad's landscaping project that he was in the middle of, and so I got all my anger out on, like, the trees I was chopping down and, like, (laughs) the roots I was pulling out. Yeah. But I think she just, like, didn't know where to direct hers, and so I was the, like, just, like, that person, which was not awesome, but I was, like, if this is what she needs to, like, just, like, feel it, then, like, fine.
0: Mm.
2: I'm, like, maybe I just have that face. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: When you came back to LA, how did your, when you told your friends, how did they react? What was, what was that like?
2: They were really supportive. But I think something interesting is that, and I talked to my twin about it a lot, it's just like after like that first month and that second month, like people just like stop asking. Yeah. Like, how are you? And I was like, it's so strange because I feel like I needed it. I need it more the more the time passes because mm-hmm. I've like have pulled myself out of that fog. Um and like if I call somebody up like they'll talk to me but I d- think grief is this thing that we haven't normalized or that it's just like so it's just like so not something that we talk about. Yeah. And so like I have some friends who just like change the subject because it makes them so uncomfortable. They don't yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, like mental note, because I'm not gonna be mad at somebody for like not I'm just gonna be like, okay, like that's not somebody that I can be this open with. And that's right. fine, because it's not for everybody. Um but I had uh I have one really good friend, M. She texted me like once a week up until like a couple of weeks ago and was like, Hey, how are you? Mm. So I did have those like really solid friends that were just like my rocks. And I of course have my partner who like watches me cry all the time and like lets me yell at him. Cause I'm like, cause I don't feel anger that much. I don't know why it's just like an emotion that like never hit me until this happened. Sure. And the first time it hit me, I was like, what do you do with it? <laughs> I was just like, he's like, why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah. just so angry and i don't know why and i like couldn't figure it out until like two hours later when i was like oh you're angry because your dad died yeah i think something people don't talk about in grief is the like physical side of things Mm
3: -hmm.
2: at least like nobody had ever told me about that um i developed like terrible insomnia which is like a really big bummer uh and it just like varies like some nights I just wouldn't be able to sleep some nights I got up every hour on the hour like it was just wild
3: yeah
2: um and then like I developed all kinds of like intestinal issues because my like stress is connected to my stomach and I'm one of those unfortunate humans that like something happens and like just wrecked so I lost like 15 pounds that I like didn't have to lose I don't think I like reached a point of semi acceptance until my mom let me know in January that the house was going on sale. My mom is the, she just was like going to be in Georgia by herself. And so she made the decision to sell the house and move to Dallas to be with her sisters because she needed support. And also like my parents had like a th- four bedroom house. Like she doesn't need to live in that by herself. Right. Um, but I don't think I hid acceptance till then. And I remember, like, I called out of work for a week. I, like, couldn't get out of bed. I was, like, super just, like, I just think it's, like, the first time I was, like, oh, like, I'm not going to be able to go home. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: You grew up in that house?
2: Yeah. They had that house for 26 years. So it was just, like, like, it's the whole, it's, like, literally most of my life. I, I learned so many things there. Like I, that's where like I learned to like play softball with my dad. It's like I, the first time I fell in love, like the guy picked me up from the like front steps of that house. Like mm-hmm. it is like so much of my life happened there.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's like crazy. Cause I was supposed to go back in March to help my mom move. And then I couldn't because of what's happening. And yeah. so I was like, I like can't even like say goodbye to this house that like, It's just, like, so important and special.
0: Do you remember last year and then Father's Day?
2: I did not leave. So I was still in Georgia, obviously, and I didn't – I literally laid in my dad's spot in his bed Mm. and, like, was, like, cuddling, like, one of his gray T-shirts because he only wore gray T-shirts. It was his favorite color, even though it's not a color. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And I just watched movies with my twin all day. Mm. Because I was like, this is like the closest I'm going to be to him. And I just like laid there. Yeah. But I was like, I like couldn't get on social media because everybody's like, Happy Father's Day. I was like mad at people who had dads. Mm. I was like, you guys suck. Like, I mean, I don't want you to go through what I'm going through.
0: But at the same time, yeah, yeah, I get it.
2: And I think a weird part about grieving right now in the middle of a pandemic is I don't even want to talk about it sometimes because I'm like, there are so many other things happening in the world. Like people are in like way worse conditions than I am. I'm like, and I just, I like, I feel shame for my grief. And that's like a weird feeling to be like, okay, like I'm going through this thing but the world is also going through this larger thing, yeah. and then I'm like, wait, why am I comparing the two things? Yeah, like why can't I just like feel my feels and like be okay with it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're definitely allowed to feel however you want to feel. It's a, you know, I think we, we, myself included, like put I put too much pressure on myself, and I feel bad not because you're not com I'm not complaining about my dad dying, but I feel like sometimes I talk, do I talk about it too much? Do I tell, you know what I mean? Does it sound like I'm telling too many people, but it's like, there's no other way to process it. Like I had someone tell me like the other month, like to get over it. Like it's been almost a year, get over it. I won't, I can't. There's nothing in me that says it's time to get over it. You know, like we're allowed to feel how we want to feel whenever we want. What are your thoughts on death? Like, what do you think happens after we die?
2: Um, I've had a lot of these conversations with people. <laughs>
3: um,
2: I don't know that I know. I grew up like real Catholic, um, but I don't know that I fit in that faith too much. I'm more spiritual. I like to believe that when our like soul leaves our physical body, we just like turn into energy, <laughs> which is like, Pretty hippie, I think a lot of people like <laughs> respond to me, like, uh, but I think it's because I need to think that because I like the idea that like my dad is just like nowhere is like unacceptable. I'm like, yeah. nope, not ready for that, not a thing. So I just believe that he is like the energy that is like around me, mm. and I can like feel him stronger on some days than I can feel him on others, and um yeah
0: do you plan to do anything on june 1st
2: i don't know yet um i was originally the whole fam was gonna go to dallas Hmm. but my my mom and all of my aunts are like high risk so they're kind of like well we love you (laughs) if you're distant yeah (laughs) um so I haven't figured it out I did tell my partner I'm like I can't be in this apartment um because like this apartment is like where I got the news Yeah. so I'm like I can't like be in this space so I'm like we need to like go to the beach like my dad grew up in LA so I'm like maybe we like drive down to like San Clemente where he used to like longboard and just like sit there for like an hour Um so I do I don't know I like need to go somewhere in nature because that was always like my dad and I's bonding point. Like we grew up hiking and camping and like we were gonna hike the Appalachian Trail together. So I'm like I just like need to be outside. And -hmm. I know it's really weird, but I have like a little urn. And I remember the first day I got back to LA, I put the urn in a fanny pack and people think it's weird, but I hiked to the mash site in Malibu State Creek because my dad was going to come out in October of last year and we were going to hike it together. Mm. And so I like hiked it with him. Um, and I would go back there, but I think it's closed. Yeah. And I'm not um a rebel, so I don't break an inner. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> but so I think I'll just like take the urn with me somewhere and just like talk to him. And like, I'm sure I'll FaceTime the family at one point. But I don't know.
0: Do you have all of his ashes? Or did you guys split it up?
2: Uh, so we split it up. Um, each My sisters and I all have, like, a small urn. Mm-hmm. And then my mom has the largest portion. And then um, we gave another, like, large portion. It sounds really messed up. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. So we gave... <laughs> So we gave some to my godfather because he was my dad's best friend. And then my dad's dad because he's still alive. Mm. So we just kind of like divided it amongst the people that were closest to him.
0: That's really nice. Yeah. You all literally have a piece of him. if you saw him like one more time or like you're able to talk to him one more time, have you thought about what you would say or what would you say?
2: I remember my therapist asked me this yeah. and it was like one of my homeworks one week. She was like, she's like, if you could say goodbye. And I was like, I was really mad at her for using the word goodbye. Cause it to me, like goodbye signifies that there's like a finality uh, to it. Yeah. But uh, and I like couldn't even answer her question without like being defensive. Cause I was like, how dare you like make me feel like I need to say goodbye.
3: Right. On um, her terms.
2: Yeah. But I know she was just like trying to get, I love my therapist. I know she was just like trying to like help me move past this idea that I needed to be at acceptance. Um I don't I don't actually know. I uh, I imagine it would be filled with I don't know if you can hear that massive beeping. I live right by a freeway. Sorry about that.
0: No, it's all good. I thought it was a train.
2: No, um I live literally in between an on-ramp and an off-ramp. so um but if I could say something to my dad I imagine it would be filled with a lot of gratitude um I had a very unique relationship with my parents one that I don't know that a lot of my friends had at least that's what they've told me my parents were always like really open and honest like with conversations um so like I, and so I just like felt blessed that way because it's really nice for your parent to treat you like an adult and not just like a child. Yeah. And so I think like, that's what established the closeness in all of our relationships. Um, but I think I would just like, I'm just like so grateful to have had a dad who was like always supportive. And I did like a lot of weird things. I like lived in Bali for three months. Cause I was like, what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. You know? I have like 27 tattoos and like he didn't care. And so I'm just like an oddball, but he was always like, he's like, I support you because I know the daughter that I raised and I know who you are. And I know that whatever you do in life, it's going to be beautiful. And so I think just to like have that type of support is really important. Cause Mm -hmm. I know like I have a, I have a few friends that like didn't have that. And I'm like, I don't know but I'm just I think it would just be like a bunch of gratitude and then like telling stories and like catching up um so yeah I don't know I'm sure it'd be like a really long never ending conversation
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. that'd be nice right yeah um did you get a tattoo him? uh
2: so I have three um and I can send you photos of them after if you would like but I on my I don't know you can't really see but so the first one I got, it's my dad's handwriting. It says, mm. love you, dad. So mm. that's the first one I got. Um, and then I have two on my shin for him. The one on the top is like an American traditional lady head, but there's not a face. It's the mountains because we grew up in the Like I grew up hiking cool. with him in the mountains. Yeah. And then the one underneath it, I guess it's more, it's death. It's like, Yeah, so essentially death, smiling while, like, gardening a flower to (laughs) signify that there was, like, life after death. It's really silly, but I, like, and it it was a really fun collaboration with my tattoo artist. He's done most of my work, so we have, like, a really close relationship, and he lost his mom a year before I lost my dad, so, like, it this, like, tattoo, like, really bonded us. Yeah, But I just was, like, I, like, need to believe, and, like, even just for me, I'm, like, because I could have... I could have gone somewhere like really negative in my grief but like i didn't i like have somehow and just like blossomed in it i like pivoted my life i like quit my job that i didn't really like and like was like i'm gonna chase dreams and like do things
0: yeah
2: so that's kind of yeah i got all of those in the course of like six months
0: (laughs) the people that you had mentioned earlier that maybe just didn't feel comfortable talking about death and grief and they wanted to change the situation um, or change the conversation. What are some ways that people can help instead of run away? Like what are certain things that those people can do?
2: I think, I think there are two things that come to mind when you ask that. I think one I feel like people have this pressure when I start talking about it that they need to say the perfect collection of words to make Mm. me feel better. Right. But I think they need to like release that because there's nothing that you can say to me that's like going to make this stop.
3: Yeah.
2: It just like is what it is, and that sucks. But so I think just like letting people know, like I, I just I want to talk, and you like can say things. And they can even be like the wrong thing, where I'll be like, oh, maybe not that. But just like having an open dialogue and just kind of like releasing the notion that I'm like waiting for you to somehow heal me because I'm not waiting for you to heal me. you know yeah. um, so like that's something that i I did with my partner a lot because he was like, "I can't like it's so hard to see you like this because I was like, I lost so much weight. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. And he's like, how do I help? And I'm like, when I want to talk, just listen. Yeah. Like, that's all you can do is like, just listen. Um, And I think the second thing, which not a lot of people do, but I think if I saw it in a movie and this guy just simply asked her, like, tell me about him, like, tell me a story. Mm -hmm. And then like that way, it's not this, We're not just, like, focusing on the death, but we're, like, celebrating the life. Mm. And, like, that really stuck with me, like, because I just want to talk about him sometimes without, like, the mood shifting. I just want somebody to be like, tell me a story about your dad. Yeah, Because I feel like that's something that, like, nobody does because everybody, like, tiptoes around him right i just want people i'm like i just want to talk about him and Mm -hmm. like his life because he was a really cool guy and he was really funny and he has all these stories but like so i don't know i think if people would just like ask like tell me about this person Mm -hmm. i think it's really simple
0: yeah i agree a hundred percent yeah thank you so much for doing this
2: of course bye
0: hi hey isn't it so crazy that her dad died june 1st 2019 the same day my dad did and they were both 57 and they were both accidents
1: yeah it's super wild and even the way that she explained like her process yeah i feel like was similar to yours yeah in a way just like she could only remember that day, but then, like, anything after that, like, the weeks after that, it was all a blur. Yeah. And, like, when she found out, like, you think, or, like, you thought it was, like, a joke. Like, yeah. is this real situation? Yeah. So it's just crazy.
0: That episode was recorded before June 1st, and this is recording after June 1st. And one thing she mentions in the podcast is that She wanted to go to do the MASH trail, but she wasn't sure if it was open. Mm -hmm. It was open. She got to go and do that on the anniversary of her dad's
1: death. What did you do on the anniversary of your dad's death?
0: A whole lot of nothing.
1: And how was that for you?
0: It was the same thing as his birthday. You know, like I just when I think I want to do something... I don't I just sit there mm-hmm. on the couch all day
1: and like what are your thoughts and feelings when you're sitting there
0: I feel like that's just what I'm meant to be doing is just sitting there
1: so you're just content
0: yeah and like not numb because not like I'm like drinking myself to death or like doing you know what I mean like doing anything to like numb the pain mm-hmm. I just am just sitting there
1: mm-hmm You know, are you letting yourself feel the pain?
0: Probably not on that day. Yeah, both the day after his birthday and the day after that, I probably were harder because I go back to work and then everyone's like,
1: "How was it?" They talk to you about. So one thing, listening to Kasha's interview, that I was like wondering about with you is because she said that she wants people to be like, "Tell me about your dad." Yeah. Like, let's talk about him like and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, for you, I feel like you're not that way. Do you feel like that, too?
0: Maybe. I I don't like it when people ask me stuff when I'm working.
1: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But even, like, at home, like, I feel like if I bring it up, you yeah. just, like, shut it down right away. Yeah. Why do you think that is?
0: Might be because I don't want to think about it like mm-hmm. i'd rather just not because sometimes because like i'm still in the grieving process right i mean i know everyone is but like i feel like i still haven't gotten over this hump and i just i don't know if i'm avoiding it or if i just don't want to talk about it which is funny
1: do you think it's harder to Because of the relationship you had with your dad?
0: No, I think it actually, now I'm thinking about it, it depends on who's asking me. Okay. I think it matters on who I'm talking to about it. Like Brittany's episode last week, Mm -hmm. she talks about how it's like harder to talk to her parents about it than like his parents. Mm -hmm. Because it just, I don't know, maybe because when the people are too close to you, it almost feels too real in a sense. I don't know For anyone listening, you're not alone. The grief and the pain that you feel is real. If you want to talk, please reach out the Death of my on Instagram or podcast at com. send us an email. Please just reach out if you want to talk. Once a month, I host an online grief group which you're more than welcome to join and we just sit and talk about what's going on with each other. Is there anything you want to add? Nope. Love you. Love you. Bye.